Hello. Hello. Ah, the second hello. Um, okay, so obviously, hello. Um, you're the first guest. I'm honored. I'm, I don't know, you put out that question. I'm not sure if people were hoping for someone maybe more exciting than me. Well, there's Riley here too, so. There is Riley. We're both guests, Riley. Okay, so this podcast is, is an interesting one, and I think it's one that can't really be... We talk about it a lot, and we've been talking about it a lot, and the topic of, you know, how do we make better humans? And we're passionate about that pursuit, and the gym and Between the Ears are our vehicles and outlets to do that. The reason we're having it, the talking about making better humans really came about from Gareth, a friend of mine from the UK, from Wales, who we met out at the Do, sent me an email about my recent BTE Insider newsletter, where it was the red pill, blue pill, and said like, hey, what basically the practice does or our pursuits or what Strong Fit does and why Between the Years and Strong Fit are so aligned is that it's in the business of building better human beings. Like, that's it. It's not about the sandbags. It's not about the stuff we do during events or the workouts. Boil down to the core. It's about building better human beings. Right. Helping build better human beings. There's a little bit of, I think, some clarification that can happen with that, though. Because <clears throat> I have no idea what it means for you to be a better human being. Mm -hmm. You personally, people we work with, members at the gym, like that's not up to us to decide. We're, I I have no idea what it means for you to be a better human being. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I I think when you talk about being a better human, there's some, there's sort of this like, two categories. There's the things that if you ask somebody on the street, you'd probably get a lot of the same answers, like not generic things, but being kinder, being more thoughtful, like general values of like what it means to be, I guess, like a a good human. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of like, those are fine, but where we're like, those are, those are a little bit of a throwaway. Um, I think that's more about like how people act. Being better on a like personal scale is much deeper, I think. And there's for each person it's probably always changing and it can mean a lot of different things relative to different areas of their life. So I think it's sort of it's easy to make it a general blanket statement of like oh being better means yeah, not flipping out at somebody on the road or doing something thoughtful for someone or not swearing in front of your kids but like yeah that's fine but where it really is impactful is the the bigger things the more personal and the only person who can decide what being a better human being is is the individual right not us right so and that's the thing a big thing to that's a big thing i think to clarify because i i mean and we're 
personally along this journey mm-hmm. every day. Like we're nowhere close to having anything really figured out. We might be further along or have some different experiences than others, but the reality of it is like, no, we are very much still in the pursuit and on the way um, and haven't arrived. And, you know, I think when, when I say between the ears builds a better human being, I 100% believe it, Mm -hmm. but it's more so through an empowerment to arm and equip people with the tools, the resources and the nudge to do the building themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's kind of like, they are the builder and the architect and everything of their own life. Where we come in is as a guide and a facilitator and, and really a coach and, and a leader sure. in that. Um, and I think that's, what's really cool about, I think that's, what's really cool about the personal development pursuits. And some people do it through, immersive cooking classes some people do it through photography like there's a bunch of different things our approach and our mechanism and vehicle for delivery is engaging in some sort of physical movement pursuit of fitness but from a place of deep meaning also that the movement is just an expression of that of that pursuit of getting better as you define it yeah and and I think what is interesting is when you were introducing it and talking about how between the ears and strong fit, you know, thinking back to starting CrossFit or my first experience at a level one being life changing. And you could, you know, everything has the, the potential to kind of get lost a little bit. And what I mean by that is I do think that when I opened the CrossFit gym, that was really what I saw that vehicle, that was a vehicle for, for, for getting people better. I think at the time or... 2008. Yeah, 2008. And it still does. But I think what was different then was people were so like interested in learning. Hmm. And it was new and it was like... There's like part of getting better that does require learning things and being open. And so while the movements are definitely a, um, a vehicle for that, um, it doesn't really, I don't want to say it doesn't really work anymore, but when it just becomes kind of complacent and now the focus shifts just to like the outcome, I think yeah. that's where we lose it. So even between the ears, and I know you've had this experience, some people that have signed up for an event, they miss the point because they're just so focused on the physical and they're not interested in learning about themselves. So everything does have the ability to have a pitfall in that. Um, But that's kind of where I think it, you know, even CrossFit started out as this vehicle to like um, really have people improve and better themselves and learn and get exposed to things. And it's kind of gotten away from that, I think, because the focus has just turned towards some external pursuit so instead of learning how to do a muscle up in the process and the and the failure and the trying and the developing the skills and testing and maybe failing a little bit or riley stop 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 oh my god she's about to take the whole set down (laughs) so instead of um learning about you know the muscle up and all the things that go into it now you're saying the focus is kind of 
how fast can you do 30 muscle-ups? And that being the, the be-all, end-all. Right, right. Yeah. And, and people kind of know, everybody knows what a muscle-up is now. So it's not even like, ooh, this is interesting. And I, and I do think that's what is really great about the strong fit and not to just, just to talk about something that's not ours. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, for sure. What really like resonated with me with strong fit is they've been very, they're very focused on that experience and learning, not really here's how you do a sandbag. So, I mean, while yes, of course, there's value to executing things correctly, it's not about the sandbag squat. It's, it's about much more. So, um, so yeah, and that was one of the, one of, and I don't want to spoil or, I don't want to, one, I don't want to spoil anything. But that would even be a bit misguided. I don't want to act as if I can now teach the strong fit course because I obviously cannot. Um, but whatever. Either way, the one of the first things they talked about was changing um, either the conversation or having a better conversation about the process by which we learn. And it being a very... Like, learning was the emphasis, right. you know? And that's the thing from, from a mindset standpoint. Having a student mindset, having a growth mindset, having a learning mindset, you know, um, that's, that's the key. And how we do it and how StrongFit presents it and, and, and views it and shares it is, is, is awesome. And, yeah, so the, the sandbag squats and the pulls and, and all of that and the, the mechanical... Um, execution of things obviously are important mm -hmm. but the bigger picture is learning and that's one of the things that I really took to with it over the past couple of years and then you know to experience it in person at the course was 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 just amazing was that that's what between the ears is mm -hmm. learning about yourself if you don't try to learn about yourself who like who who possibly can Right. And if you think you know, if you think you know who you are, and if you think you know you've got it all figured out, and I don't mean that in like a negative way, but like, could you possibly consider that there's maybe some deeper or more refined or nuanced things you can learn about right. yourself? And what does that look like? And what opportunities right. do you take to? to yeah, do that? and I think that's where that like getting better means. Part of getting better means there's built into that is like you have to inevitably kind of fail at things and that's where I think that disconnect happens like nobody wants to fail at anything or in the process of getting a muscle up if we're using that example like yeah you're you're probably not going to decide that you're going to get it and then the next day you get it and that's the process there's failing and there's a lot to learn in that and I think you know for me to talk about like well how do we how do we all get better and we've talked about this you know I feel like I've had a tremendous shift in the past year through doing you know BTE the practice different you know journaling all that stuff um, and it really for me getting better has meant being okay with not necessarily like failing I mean I guess that is part of it but just being present in the process so when you say failing though, mm -hmm. because you said that a couple times what have you failed I guess failing meaning like not having it all figured out but is that a failure? Well, I guess it it can be. Um, you know, like we did a workout the other day. Yeah. And it was really hard. Yes. 
And I felt like during it, it was like a reverse sled drag fast. So during it, I felt like I wasn't going fast enough. Now, in that could that could be like failing. I was failing at the movement because I wasn't going fast enough. Now, old me would have said, would have been really frustrated afterwards or felt like it was a waste or I didn't do it right or whatever. That would have been like a failure. I failed to execute the workout as I should have to get results, to get, to, to make you happy, to, to whatever, external, you know, validation. But now it's realizing like, well, I mean, whether or not I failed or not, if there was like a speed that the sled should have been going, part of it was like, what did I learn from that process? Okay, like, yeah, if there was a prerequisite speed, let's say, which of course there, there wasn't, but like, and I didn't hit it, okay, that's an area for me Hey, maybe I need to get better at that area of my athleticism. But ultimately, it's looking at that not as like, did I fail or did I win or did I succeed? But like, what what was happening? What was moment to moment? What did I feel like? And having that be like, that's the success. Not some arbitrary, you hit this speed or you did it in this time or some metric for it. So I guess failing is sort of self... Um, Self-imposed. Do you think failing is negative? No. But I will say previously I probably would have said yes. Right. So a lot of training, you know, not, I wasn't ever a high level athlete at all in terms of CrossFit, but at the time, you know, competing at regionals and things like that. And I don't think I ever enjoyed that process. And probably if you asked me just even now looking back, because that was my mindset then, like, yes, I failed at every single regionals I went to why I don't know I guess I didn't win I mean it's it was very black and white for me and now it's like you know I, I realize I that was an opportunity I kind of lost by being so focused on that outcome and so for me being better is like nobody wants to look back at years of their life or their whole life or whatever it may be and feel like it was just all wrapped up in disappointment in yourself and, right. and not having taken it as an opportunity to to learn or have experience you know joy for yourself or whatever that might be yeah I mean I remember very I remember very vividly a couple of those regional workouts or training sessions slash like because at the time obviously we weren't living together talking and you know, failure, in my opinion, failure isn't, it's not an outcome. Like, it's, it's definitely not an outcome. And it's, de and it's not a positive thing. So, you know, failing to, to do something mm -hmm. or, like, quitting on yourself, that's, that's one thing. Um, but, like, if you fail to go, we'll just take the sled, for example. You said that you failed to go fast enough. Right. So, really. Note to self, don't have your dog part of the podcast. <clears throat> so, you failed to go fast enough, but the right. only reason you're saying you failed is because now this, this giant word, Riley, stop, come on. This word enough comes into play. Right. And so, we look at we look at that and that's 
one that's always a function of comparison. Right, right. And then personal judgment gets in there. And then you wrap up in the fact that you were hesitant or you were scared of disappointing me. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And like all we're talking about is dragging a sled. And the, the, the guidance and the instruction was just go as fast as you can. Right. Um, and so if you were going as fast as you can and your output was t- 10 miles an hour, let's mm-hmm. just say, then, then how could you possibly fail? Right. If that's what it was. But the, the failure point... Like, true failure. What would true failure have been? Because if you were going, like, hey, I'm going as fast as I can, sure. and my muscles are no longer able, like, they have reached failure, right. that would have been an incredible success because that was the intention of the work. Right. Now, obviously, we can go into intentions and stuff, but, you know, when we look at, like, what really is failure, and this was something that, this is a big thing that I talk about with people in between the ears, but, like, is failure... If we were to just say failure and not to dive down the rabbit hole of failure and, mm-hmm. and, and it being good or bad or whatever, but just as, a, as an assessment and a, and a test, is failure, is your approach to failure task-focused or personal-focused? So by that I mean I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. Is it that you don't want to fail the movement? Like you said to yourself, I'm going to do this sled drag in 13 seconds, Mm -hmm. right? That was whatever expectation you put on, which is a whole different thing we can Mm -hmm. talk about. But I'm going to do this reverse sled drag in 13 seconds. Mm -hmm. And you came across the line at, and you knew, let's just say five seconds in that it was going to take you 23 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then you have this thought of, fuck, I don't want to fail. I'm going to fail. Is the failure... Is your concern about failures, the issue of failure, related to the fact that you are now going to go 10 seconds slower mm-hmm. or what that says about you as a human being? So is it right. task purpose or personal? The task focus or personal focus? Right. Well, obviously you just described it. It can be both. For me, I think I was uh, the, the absolute of what the task was wasn't what like disappoints me or frustrates me or is a negative it's yes connecting that to something about me as a human because I couldn't get the sled there quick enough I'm fill in the blank so it's no longer task purpose right but I think that's where like and when you're looking at failure like failure for me at this point is or I guess like yes I understand what you're saying about failure isn't necessarily a negative but what I'm trying to work on, and since we're talking about being becoming better and what yeah. that, that means, is not having it be, you know, and it's just easier to compare to like how I was and like where I've improved because I have gotten better as a human in this way. You know, not letting that dictate, yes, not letting it dictate who, what I think of myself as a person, and also not just like, quitting quitting not like oh I quit I had to cease the workout because my legs couldn't physically go anymore but like quitting in a way of well forget it I'm just not even gonna do this I might as well not even try and that I think was kind of my I let those outcomes those 
numbers, the data, the perception, like that had a huge control over my day. And that's, it's easy to talk about it uh, in terms of working out, Mm -hmm. but obviously, which is, which is why it's also kind of cool to look at that. And you and I know that how I am in workouts, you can really, um, I'm very much the same in life. It's not like that's how I am in this, but then I'm a totally different person when it comes to the, um, Happened? The video stopped. The card was full. So that's it? For the video. Oh, okay. We can pause real quick. I'll put a new card in. Okay. But you can keep talking. We're learning new things here. So should I keep talking? Yeah, keep talking. Okay. So, yes, for me, getting better is that can be, and I think everybody can probably relate to some area of their life, whether it's the physical or their job or how they raise their kids where you wrap so much of you, you put so much meaning about who you are into something that is, you know, that external piece. So I think getting better is learning to make that distinction between it can be making the distinction between the external and the internal factors and what those say or don't say about about you um so yeah so the the i guess that's kind of a trying to avoid going down the rabbit hole but um getting better i think does mean at least for me is identifying being able to separate those things like this is an external factor it doesn't say anything about who i am and then the next question is like well who am i and that's the important thing to ask like i know it's not that which is great that's step one I am not my score on a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, well, who am I? And I do think there is value when you're in a workout. There are some things that it does say about yourself, like continuing to try or what did I learn? Look, like how you approach those things, which is why when we look at the gym or between the ears, you can glean a lot about yourself or I guess maybe someone else about how they how they are in that effort. Yeah, and that's, I think, the big thing. And I think, unfortunately, CrossFit has led people down the path of, I did 150 wall balls, unbroken, in whatever, five minutes, or whatever Mm -hmm. the Karen score is. And then the accomplishment results in the validation of whatever. I go to the games, so I'm this, that, and the other. And it's like, um, I'm going to throw the bullshit flag and say, you're broken, you're unhealthy, and you're potentially mm-hmm. jeopardizing your ability to raise your kids later. So who really are you then? And that's something that if you did 150 wall balls unbroken in five minutes or whatever, some fast score mm-hmm. with a 40-pound med ball, and every single one of those squats looked like crap, and you didn't extract the movement, and that was actually like you weren't going to full capacity or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much more than what the name, what what the score is, right. and you know how is always greater than what. The problem also is, as we know, when you, you know, I I think we talk about this all the time. Like, it's easy to be to put things into place and to be 
working on yourself and applying what you've learned when things are good. Yeah. And I think in that, in that situation, when you're doing, you're hitting a number, you're getting a score, you're going to the games, whatever those things are for you, your, your such and such body fat percentage, like then you're people are delusional saying like, yeah, I'm doing great as a human. I'm better. I'm, but it's really not because when those things then get stripped away, you realize like, oh, like actually I, that wasn't me being a better human. That was just me, you know, having these external pieces. So I think the real struggle, and there are people who have done CrossFit, been high level athletes now who are sort of lost when that's gone. Yeah. I mean, and that goes for every sport probably. Without a doubt. I mean, it goes um, to the military. Right. Uh, so it's me. like, well, that was the, that was, I was delusional to think like, yeah, I'm crushing life right now because of all these things I can point to, but you don't really know until they're gone. Like, okay, shit. Now without being in the best possible scenario, can I still be better? So I think we see that a lot, even with people that aren't even close to high level athletes, like people in our gym, recreational people coming in to get fit, get really wrapped up in the weight they move that day, the score, well, I used to do this, I can't do this. It's very much, um, you know, connected to like some arbitrary data and not really about like, well, how can I take this opportunity? Yeah, my deadlift went down from four years ago. Okay, like how can I take this opportunity to get better? And that's like, yeah, maybe not the deepest thing that you can look at in your life, but starting with that, like, well, I'm frustrated. And that's when we talk about like, how do you get better? It's simple. Like, yeah, I'm getting pissed. I'm getting frustrated. I'm telling myself it means this and that. Okay. In this moment, I can get better by telling, by working through, it's not about what I can do or the weight I can move. Like, and asking yourself that question, like, well, what is it really about? Who, what is really important to me? And I think that's the process of like, like we said, it's a personal thing. I don't know what that answer is. No, no one's walking a, around with a thought bubble. Like we can't see that. Right. But I it's can a chance see. for someone to ask that question. There's like that gap. Right. And like, okay, let me pause and ask that question. Most people I think though, don't. They might not get really pissed off or let it impact their day. Some might, but they're not really using that opportunity to, to dig a little bit. And I guess that's that's kind of that's kind of the rub, and that's kind of the part about um, what are you doing to get better, because you know, and we've talked about it a lot. There's a lot of people that want that tell me they want to get better, mm-hmm. that tell me they like my stuff, that tell me all this stuff. Where are you? What are you doing to get better? What opportunities? And it doesn't just have to be between the ears. And this is not, I don't know the answer to this. Mm -hmm. This is a rhetorical question. You can read a, you can read a a library of books. Mm -hmm. And I will say that is not going to get you better Mm -hmm. until you action any of it. Right. And that's, you know, that whole thing where I guess I'll finally put it out and write about it more, but you know, the acquisition versus application. And these three identities that I, I see very often happen with the old guard being the person who acquires no new information, mm-hmm. only does the same thing and has been doing the same thing forever, 
because that's the way we do it around here. That's what worked in the past and really is just like the ultimate constant right. and isn't changing. Then there's the hoarder. And I think the hoarder is generally what we see. I don't know how what the percentages is. I'd just be making it up. But the hoarder is somebody who can't get enough, who has this insatiable just consumption of the latest and greatest and the next best thing and reads all the books and listens to all the podcasts mm-hmm. and follows all the things and bop, bop, right. bop, bop, but doesn't do a damn thing. We know a lot of those people. A, a ton of those people. And, and they're not, they're good people. They're not bad people. But unfortunately, the books don't give a in-person live opportunity mm-hmm. or reason or appointment or whatever. Right. The book is a one-way communication. And I think I shouldn't say like we know a lot of stuff. We've been those people as well. Without I've, a doubt. I've read books and in the moment, wow, that's amazing. Like really moved or or like something resonates with me. And the next day. Well, that's I think I, 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 I think that. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And and it's like, because we want more. It comes from a good place. Right. It's like, I want more. I want more. I want more. Because you're looking for something. And it's like, yes, but we also find it by doing. Right. And I think that's it, 100%. It comes, from a, it comes from a very good place. There's also the pressures and the fact that people are really good at marketing. Mm-hmm. And... And this whole thing of like FOMO and fear of missing out mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And like, you know, you talk to anybody in Silicon Valley, they're disgusted by the general, what generally comes out of incubators, which mm-hmm. is to how do we maximize and how do we manipulate to get a click or to get a subscriber, to get a like, or to get, to get a, a, a purchase. And like, that's, that is dangerous so that's and then the third identity. And then the third identity is the student. Yeah. And the student is a is about 50-50 acquiring new information and applying that. Mm-hmm. And monitoring the results and acquiring and applying and acquiring and applying. You know, the other two are about 90-10. So the 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 old guard acquires about less than 10% new information and applies 90% of 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 what's been old. Right. The hoarder Acquires 95, 90, 95% of information and applies none of it, 5%. The student is, is yeah. finding in that range and that balance. And, you know, that's where, that's where I think if we, if we look at what are we doing to get better mm-hmm. and just, add, and, and be curious with ourselves and ask yeah. ourselves, you know, and I think that also lends itself to look at like building better human beings is that's what we provide that's what mm-hmm. we do that's what we believe in um yeah and i think you know you and i have like some of the most some of the hardest moments but like most impactful is when we've had conversations and you know we've been honest with each other whether you're telling me like yeah i don't know that you're really trying to get better yeah and i think while that's really hard to hear, I think, you know, not everybody is in or has a person that can give them feedback like that. Um, not whether you're open to taking it or not, like that's another thing. Um, but that is why like having a tool to do that for yourself is really important because it is, you're not always going to have someone that really, um, can, can hold that mirror up for you. And 
So, you know, that that's definitely something that we've that we have that is really unique, I think, for relationships. I don't know that, that everybody's fortunate to have that. Um, but yeah, for, for getting better, I can say like, I want to get better. Mm-hmm. I do. And, and there might be a list of things that I know I can work on. And, and that might be relative to like our relationship or how I am in a certain scenario. But yeah, just wanting that, as you said, it, it unfortunately, like that's not enough and that's great. Intention is fine. Intention is good. It's, you know, I think we say that a lot. That's something that I've really changed my perspective on. Um, cause I always felt like, but my intention was good. Mm-hmm. And so your intention can be great to get better, but that only takes you so far and you can't just fall back on, well, like the intention was good, but I didn't do anything about it. So, um, yeah, the actioning and for me, it, it is like, it's amazing too how we do things like whether it's the writing or, you know, the physical and the writing or just whatever it is that is that action. It also has to be consistent and it can't just be, you know, this one, I think, I think people put a lot into some one crucible or one event or one weekend or something and as you say, often at the end of your events, like that is fleeting. And, and it's great to learn something from that, but things change, you change, some of that fades. And so it's really important to keep, keep actioning things, keep obtaining new information, but also to keep, to keep actioning it. And there's never like a point where you get to that is sort of like you got it figured out and you're good and no more action is needed. Like that's just not, I think that's also part of it is, knowing you're never you've never arrived um yeah and not in a self-defeating self-deprecating way because you know i've battled with that that has been that never being good enough never arrived like you haven't earned it yet even when there's a bunch of accolades and 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 Mm -hmm. whatever that has been a fuel so we started watching chernobyl Mm mm-hmm and the first episode of the core blows up and like that fuel radiation whatever uranium all that crap can power cities Mm -hmm. and it can melt your face off as well and so that fuel of that I used for pretty much my entire life Mm -hmm. having a relationship with that and understanding that like yeah me my mindset of I've never arrived mm-hmm. can be positive and can drive towards things, but too much of it can be incredibly right. self-oppressing. And yeah. that has been the case. And I am now just, I think, I mean, as of yesterday, really, I mean, it's constant. Like, but digging in and but doing that's for you the work. is what it is being better. That was like a part for you. So like you're being better is like recognizing where that line is, you know, that's a very delicate balance, you know, so that's like, that's getting better. And I think that does lend itself back to the learning. If you look at it from a learning, like what can I learn? And in terms of like, I haven't arrived yet mm-hmm. as like an opportunity, like, wow, there's so much, out there in the world that like how could I possibly have 
how can I possibly know it all? Not not just like internal, but just as a bigger like an opportunity to grow, not in a self-deprecating like I'm never gonna get there. I'm never gonna read every book in the world. Well, I might as well just quit now. You right. know. So I think and that's, that's and that's and that's failing. Like that's like yeah. you know bad failing. Because let's be honest, like we're not always gonna use failure in a pot. Like oh good yes, yeah. And we understand that. That's failure. Like that's bad failure that you don't grow from is, is saying like, you know what? I'm making a decision right now to stop, to not invest in myself. Mm -hmm. Cause what's the point? Cause that, what's yeah. the point? And that's quitting. And like, but I think that's why people, I think that feeling of being overwhelmed, you know, and it's, it's just like anybody starting. It's kind of like when you start, um, like if somebody has a really big goal, say they're going to, yeah, like train for a, an Ironman or something that's challenging, or they're going to, um, lose, they need to like lose hundreds of pounds for, to, to, for their health, to, to be able to continue to live. I think a lot of people get stuck or it could be something about yourself. That's really, you've, you've been this way for 40 years. There can be that, that, um, temptation to be like, what is the point? How am I ever even, why even bother starting? But that's where like those little daily actions, like just like the, you know, weight loss is kind of an example. Like, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to do today. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I'm going to do today, you know, same thing with training and how can I be in that process? And versus I do think people just, it's, it's like, why bother? And, you know, we talked about this, just a small local race that I did on Sunday, this triathlon and People who had done it in the past, even the medal says like conquer the hill. I didn't even realize that until you pointed it out. But like it was very clear before starting the race. Everybody knew there was a hill. There was a big hill that started out the three mile run that was at the end of this. And it was really kind of amazing like watching when I got to that hill. Almost everybody around me stopped and walked. It was like here it is. Here's the hill. Like not even going to try. And it's kind of back to that thing of like, people want to do these things or, you know, someone mentioned to me like, Oh, you look incredible. Like, what do you do? And I, I kind of, obviously this is like ridiculous, but I wanted to be like, well, I ran the hill <laughs> like for starters. Like, yeah. So it's like, you know, what would it take to like, just, okay. Not thinking about, wow, this hill is a mile long and there's no way I'm going to make it. And I'm not even going to try. And like, what's the point? And like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to run up the hill until I can't. And what, like was the, and, how did, and what did we talk about before? before? Well, yes, you said there's a hill. Good, good there's a hill. And I, you know. And yeah, and that was part of, and I told you about when I was in selection. Right. And that whole thing. But it's also, there's also a tremendous amount of trust and belief mm -hmm. that is required for you to run that hill. And look. Do you run up every hill as fast as you can? No. And, and, yeah, but and it's the not. trying. It's the not counting yourself out before you've even before begun. Before you've even and, begun. And, and it's like you see process. the hill yeah. and you've already, the hill has already defeated you. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, it's like, well, why is that the case? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it makes absolutely no sense to defeat yourself in a way that you never even you never even try like that is right. that's the difference like well, it's okay to fail fail yeah. fail yeah. run up the hill and be like oh shit i need to like slow down and i might need to walk great 
Right. right on. Well, that's, yeah, it's like the sled. Like, okay, I'm going to run until I can't run this fast. And that's what I have. And that's, you know, yesterday you, uh, you were supposed to coach anyway. And so deciding to make the, the class a little bit of a between the ears experience. And there were people probably that maybe didn't go or maybe were nervous to go because they already made up in their mind what something was. And I think that is a general, like, you know, the, your theme was like projection. And I think there's, when you say like, well, what does being better mean? There are some things, and that's where, what's funny is if you look at the practice and your mindset focuses, like you could string all those together. And if you can, I don't mean master because there's never mastery, but if you can answer some of those questions, like I find it hard to believe after doing 12 weeks of mindset, focus, considering these things, you're not better for whatever that means for you. And so that's part of it. Not, there are some common themes, I think, when you look at being better, that not projecting. So not projecting that I can't even run this hill, I can't lose this weight, I can't do that. And we hear that all the time, I can't. Every time we go somewhere and someone says, what do you do? And I, half the time, I like, really don't even want to say what I do. Oh, I want to cross with him. Oh, I could never do that. Right. And it's almost unbelievable. It's like, wow, what else? Like, could, how could you be better if you just said, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't mean like come to our gym or, but like people just, if you just started with that as like, how can I be better by saying like, yes to trying things a little bit or investing in that process like that is is a start well and that's the thing with projections that is that's the thing with projections that is really um that i wanted to share with the group yesterday and you know the thing about a projection is it takes something takes something small and makes it big mm -hmm. and when we look at how we project in our lives we take a fucking snippet of information. Mm -hmm. Like we look at life through a straw. We look at a painting, the corner of a painting through a tiny little stirrer straw, not even like a drinking straw, a stirrer straw, and then say to ourselves, oh, I know what the whole thing looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't, you have no idea. You have no idea. You don't know if it's the Mona Lisa or whatever, like, you know, you have no idea. And so we take a little bit of thing and yet we look at, we look, we, we, we look at this little bit of information. Mm -hmm. We project and we make it big, this entire picture. Mm -hmm. And then, without even really thinking, we lock that in as the absolute truth. Right. And don't even consider it to be something else. Don't even consider the fact that maybe we were kind of wrong. And again, we can go, like, that's, right. that's definitely a rabbit hole. The way I project, the way you project, the way anyone else projects is, is, is totally different. Right. The common theme is that we all project. Sure. And that's, I think, part of, again, how do we make people mm -hmm. better? How do, how does between the ears make people better? How do, you know, my, how does my coaching make people better? It's not by saying, this is what I do, do this. Right. Or this is what happened to me, don't like avoid this. Cause it's right. like, mm, no, actually, you know what? Fucking have the pitfall. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, because that's what, might, what you might need. But it's being able to, through life experiences and coaching and personal development, all of that stuff, be able to identify common threads, common themes, and create experiences for the individual mm -hmm. to action it as it is in their own life and see what comes up. Right. 
And, and, and that's like the big thing. But it thing. does take... Because there's no template to it. And the one thing it does require, and, and we've talked about this a lot, is like slowing down and like pot. Like you have to, you can't do any of this stuff. Like I'll just, I'll deal with that. I'll think about it like when I'm asleep. I mean, you have to stop during your day at some point. And like I, I hate using that word, the word present, like because we, it gets like just like anything so overused. But and that was a big thing for me. Like you have to at some point stop to take a second to like ask yourself questions or to like like where am I at what, where am I at right now because any of these concepts like you can't improve if you're just doing something else simultaneously so um, you know that's that's a big one too and that's a challenge I mean I said I had a mom's group yesterday and one of the things I told them was like you know, especially as moms or new moms being in that like survival mode, um, that's going to have an impact. And like this area, everybody's busy, busy, busy. We, we create our own busyness. And like if that, you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to get better if you are on just like a constant being pulled along through your day surviving. And only you can make that decision. Right. So you can, it's not something, it's not a sacrifice, but like we always say like, if it is worth something, something really important in your life will probably require, it will probably be a challenge and it'll probably require sacrifice. So in this case, getting better, improving like who you are as a human, it's, it probably can't be like a side job, like a hobby. Like, yeah, I'll just kind of do it at the same time that I'm working a 15 hour day and this and that. And like, it's just not going to happen. So the sacrifice is like, yeah, I'm going to make the commitment to whatever, you know, in the morning, get up 15 minutes early to write, or I'm going to stay after the workout and, and journal a little bit, or I'm going to take that weekend and do that seminar. But I think people want like step one in getting better is stopping and saying like, where are my priorities here? And where can I make a shift? And it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be quitting your job, but, um, to like allow that time. And I think not, and it's not about like plugging the the practice but it has been like so impactful for me and I think there is so much value to this it as a system because you know one of the things you say about the workouts is like it does kind of help people with that in terms of like moving and that's like the, the time you're making an appointment with yourself to at least focus on once a week like thinking about this and unfortunately people you know like we do have other commitments and people have busy lives. And so step one is like a little bit of help and support in carving that time out to do that. Right. Um, and you know, like that's been a huge thing for me. Like I just don't have time. I didn't have time. Yeah. I'm too busy. Like just going to get it done. You know, I was chatting with someone yesterday that that I hated working out past 10. I mean, you know this, like yes. if I don't do it in the morning, like, I, cause I just got to get it done. Like, yeah. I feel like that was like my, mantra just get it done just gotta get it done and I do hear people say it now and I'm like oh my god like it, it for me personally for how, where I know I've come from like like just that way of thinking like it just doesn't end up serving you so really looking at it from a different way of like I you know wanting to improve not just it being a yeah and just getting it exactly and just getting it done is checking the box 
And that is task accomplishment. That is outcome based. That is what you do. Mm -hmm. And that shit doesn't work. Right. In the short term, in, a, in, in certain scenarios, understood. Right. 100% like understood. But that's that was kind of back to yesterday's thing too with projection. Like there's a difference between surviving and thriving. Right. And checking the box in a survival scenario will potentially save your life. Mm -hmm. If you are in, if your life is always threatened yeah. or you are like, I just need to like survive today. Right. There's a, there's a greater issue. And there. a lot of people are living that way. I mean, maybe they don't think about that way, but like when every day, and I know we have lived that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about, and, and that's yeah, obviously this, a lot of the strong fit stuff like resonates so much with us. Like, wow. Like, yeah, being in that survival state, what that does to, even just from a physical standpoint, I mean, your, your health, your, you, you're just banging your head against the wall, but a lot of people are, um, doing that. And so step one is to like, it's kind of a little bit of the chicken and the egg, like, because you need to create some awareness, be able to see, wait, I need to stop and like, I need to reevaluate and then to get better. But I don't know, like, do people have that ability to stop and have that awareness that they need to get better well, I remember without one the time, awareness of getting better? Yeah, and I think that's right. And it's that's what's not, that's what that's where a book comes in. Mm -hmm. Hey, here you go. And it's just like, it's like a false right. solution. So yeah, that cycle, it is very much, it is very much kind of a blended solution where there's a little bit of, of that um but i remember one time you i was driving down to wherever i was driving down to recently and you called me and something happened and you were like not in a good place and it was something like with uh, with you you identified that like your approach and your way of being with something and i honestly don't know what it was obviously it wasn't that important um, but, and it really had nothing to do with anybody else. Like there was no blame going on there. It was your own doings. Mm -hmm. And you said like, I am just like, I just feel like I am so unaware. Right. And of course there was a whole bunch of other emotions that got wrapped up in that. And you were like, well, how the hell, how the hell do I work on my awareness? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, well, no idea. Like, because right, I, right. I, I don't know, but like maybe consider this or, or that. And it's as, I think the frustrating part is that the answer lies within the question. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I mean, like, what is aware? What is your, what is awareness? Mm -hmm. And so that's a tough one to, I think, sometimes be like, okay, fine. I need to be aware, but how do I do it? And it's like, well, be aware. It's like, okay, this is like not right, happening. Right. So one of the things that I recommend to people as a tool, it's, and and a tool, just like a crutch, and we talk about this all the time, like a crutch can provide you the ability, after you've snapped your femur and tib-fib, can provide you the ability to walk again. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, if you don't ditch the fucking crutch, you are going to lose your ability to walk again. Right, right. Because, and that's just the evolution of it. So having a tool of what do I, in this order also, what do I see? Mm -hmm. What do I think? Mm -hmm. What do I feel? That's how you can improve your awareness. Right, right. And and not like, what do I see as... A, no, like, what do I see? Like, so right now, if you're driving down the road, I see a red Suburban in front of me. I see 
green trees, I see whatever. And it's, it's, what it's doing is it's focusing you in on, on being present. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing. And it's like, cause if you're not present, you're, right. you will not be aware. You, it won't, it will not happen. And you go from, it's a progression going from pretty much like easiest requiring very little to like just eyes. What do I see? This is what I see. What do I think? Okay. Now you're sort of like, you've kind of also calmed down a bit. And what, so like, what are you thinking? And the thought, like, what is the thought? If it were to be one of those texts to like, you know, when you see like on the 911 calls and they right. have the transcript, like yeah. that's your thought. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Boom. So if it was just to be to text it out, letters, letters, yeah. words, sentences, blah, blah, blah. This, those are your thoughts. What do you feel? Finally, you got to get there though. It doesn't start. What do I feel? Oh, I'm fucking, no, like it, you have to get there through. What do I see? What do I think? And then finally, what do I feel? And be specific with trying to name your emotion. Mm -hmm. That shit's not easy. Right. Often, it's incredibly hard to actually name the emotion. Because mm -hmm. we, what we start doing is we start making the, the story. It's like, that's right. not the emotion. Right, right. Anger, jealousy, uh, resentment. Those are the emotions. Mm -hmm. Can you name them? And it's tough. And... That progression, though, is how you can improve your awareness. Right. You know? But what's amazing about that progression is, yes, you can do it driving down the road when you're, when you find yourself in a situation, but you can also use it not in the emergency scenario. Exactly. So like, okay, I'm coming in and today we're doing a sandbag carry and a sled push. You can use that and you can practice and train that that mechanism in something like that um and that's the same with you know that's obviously like an environment or a safe not like safe but like a a place that is a, you know a, a practice ground to, to do that um and we know that unfortunately most people come in and there's no it's a very disconnected experience not even from a physical like how do i feel my hamstrings mm -hmm. like just I don't know I'm just straightening my leg mm -hmm. and bending my leg uh, don't ask me about that right and so like even in those and I think that's what we've encouraged in you know out of what we do like the gym is probably the the space that can be more about the physical and you know people aren't signing up to come into the gym necessarily to Without become better humans yep but it's a challenge for us because we know that like just bending your leg, doing the 150 wall balls, getting that time, it's, it's a waste of time. At some point, just flexing the muscle like isn't enough. And so that's probably ironically as much as it's like the, the place where it's the, the trickiest, where like that stuff isn't maybe as present, it probably needs it the most because and that's where we struggle. Like we know people are coming in just checking the box and it's almost like you'd be better off. I don't know. Like now There's, we know this and it's yeah. like, it's hard to see people just come in and check the box because it isn't benefit. I mean, someone says to me the other day, like, well, yeah, but at least I'm like exercising. And it's like, it's a tough, it's a tough like thing. It's like, well, yes, you're, you know, it's better than I guess sitting and, never leaving your 
house, like sure, there's physical benefits like your heart rate and your body, but if it's perpetuating a survival mode and disconnection, then it's actually probably not good. Right, right. Um, That's okay. We can hear our okay other puppy. dog crying. That's um, your brother crying. Yeah, so and I think that's. I mean, maybe that's a good place to end yeah. because it's we're coming up on an hour now. So I will say before we end that it is. I was thinking about this just sitting here. It is funny that we're doing a podcast, but this is kind of like we have coffee in the morning or in the afternoon or whatever we do and like we do part of our process is like talking about this stuff for each other for ourselves not to you know sure to continue to learn and get better to share with other people but this is not like just because we're recording it it's not like this thing we set up to do I mean we we are constantly asking these questions and yeah I mean I mean I don't know right now it's I'm not going to get into it but the conversation we had yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. was, and it was me basically. I mean, I don't know what you would call it. Was it an apology? I don't know what it was, but it was like, it was. Well, it was awareness. It was also like pausing, even at this point. And to our point, like, it's never, you're never done. Like, there's been a lot of like revelations or kind of not revelations, but like moments of growth over the past month for you, two months, three months. But then even yesterday, there was like these this awareness that you hadn't had yet that was really important for us. And that's, I guess, life. the thing. It's like, because it's not, and, and, and Gareth's email about, you know, my, my newsletter email, which was awesome and appreciated that that was what kind of kicked us off. It wasn't because I went to StrongFit. Right. right. Like, go ahead. And anyone can go to the seminar. Mm-hmm. That's not going to give you what it gave me. Right. Because... I, like that's just not how it's gonna go. Right. It's not because I went to the do lectures or gave a do lectures talk. It's who you were there? It's the some. It's the culmination of the experiences and taking yeah. the opportunities and deciding. This is this is this this is something that we're going to do. And it's do. being open to learn to be, to not be cynical, to not be looking for the holes. Oh, this is yeah. Oh yeah, like that's what you're saying well i'm gonna look for things to prove you wrong i mean and and not that that's you know what you would do but you know there are scenarios where as humans like we are looking for the holes we're looking for the and it's yeah and and it's hard because when you question when when who you are or what you've or, or 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 who you've been or whatever comes into question yeah that is incredibly that's that's changing your world your world is getting rocked right so you know and that's the thing I think to end it on like being better is not necessarily just being in that um, you know when you're talking about the identity it's like the old guard some of that's like not even about accumulating information or you know not accumulating information but like who you are as yourself like we know like it, it maybe it's generational like if you never if you never stop and look like you're just going to carry through life like my personality being the old guard like there's the old guard Karyana and like I don't want that forever you know and and so yes I think when you get to a point where you're faced with like having to see that uh, there's one of two things you're at a fork in the road you can see it and be like wow okay yeah I I want to move on I want to progress I need to be open or it's like a very strong resistance yeah and like no 
no, no, no. Don't tell me, don't teach me something new. Don't tell me that. I don't want to see it. Don't, you know, and, and it is challenging, but if you can just be open to that, like, yeah, maybe I could be better. Yeah. I could learn. Cool. Um, this was fun. Yeah. The video thing didn't really work out. No, but... But that's failure on my part to prepare. 64 Let's talk about gigabyte. failure next time. Yeah. Back to failure. Did you fail personally or was it a... It was a task. Okay. Um, if you want to get better, if you want to jump down, if you want to take the red pill, mm -hmm. honestly, that's really what it is though. That's yeah. really what like... And uh, only you can really actually take it. And, and say like, I'm going to do this authentically. And I won't know. Like, like there's plenty of people that have done between the ears that have no, absolutely no idea what the real value is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's people that have done things and um, had no idea what they were doing and discovered it. Right. And so like, I, only you sure. can But really the red it. pill is if you choose to take it and really like say I want to get better it's not all it's hard it's hard work and like kind of you know your thing with the matrix is like you can't unknow things so once you also learn things about yourself that's great because you can grow from them but you can't ever unknow them so right. now they're there you can't unsee it you can't go back you can't be oblivious anymore now you know it and so it's kind of a responsibility then to yourself to continue to 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 improve yeah so we start september 1st right that's the practice yes 14 weeks there's going to be four group coaching calls every four weeks we're going to have one so we're going to kick off with one um it'll be via zoom or whatever i'll try to record them so if you know for my friends in europe we maybe send it over um so one at the beginning, one at the first quarter, right. second quarter, third, whatever. So then each week, workout, mindset, and the journal thing. And, and the workouts are not, they're, it's movement. Like, I, I think it's important for people to not get hung up in, I don't do CrossFit, I don't do this, I don't have this. Like, yeah, it's not CrossFit. It's for everybody. It's literally for everybody and anybody, and if there's a technical, logistical thing, I think that's important to note that, just like yesterday, the row, people were kind of nervous. Like, what is he going to make me do? It's not like that. It's not about the hardest human effort no. at all. So I'll be honest. One of the, the things, like, I'm not going to let, maybe I will let this out of the back. I'm not really sure. I've thought about having a Between the Years event where um, people just sit down for the entire time. Yeah, well, way harder than moving. Way fucking, that will be, that is Take, agonizing. Yeah. Well, so anyway. Yeah, but anyway, so don't let the workout, so, if yeah. that's the hesitation or oh, yeah. I don't really do... CrossFit anymore I don't want to it's not that good that, yeah that, it's really just like we said the benefit of that is moving your body and also it's kind of nice because you do people are more likely to make that appointment and yeah and and do that so and we'll be in there in the group so within the practice there's a group um there's a private page it's not Facebook it's it's within the the, the back end it's like an online course software system that 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 I built it on so um message board kind of deal like almost it looks like a so it's like a social media feed but it's way more productive um 
So we'll be in there also like interacting and to the extent that um, questions are asked, like that's where a lot of the value is. And one of our beliefs is everyone's a student, everyone's a teacher and we can learn a lot from each other, uh, but we have to, you know, give, give ourselves the opportunity to do so. So um, that's that. If you want to sign up for it, the link is in the bios. Um, it, it, sign up for the newsletter also. I send out a weekly newsletter, uh, the BTE Insider. Honestly, shoot me a note, message me, send me an email, um, all of those things. The, the, the door is always open communication-wise. And those handles are Bill Anthes. Mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go uh, for it. Kariana Anthes. Spell that because you're going to mess it up. K-A-R-I-A-N-N-E-A-N-T-H-E-S. There we go. He looked at me like I was going to misspell my own name. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's where we're at. And so between the ears, B-T-W-N, the ears... And yeah, hopefully uh, looking forward to working with you guys, doing some good stuff. And I don't know, let me know how uh, the first guest let me was. Know if this is my first and last appearance or... Uh, we'll let the people decide. Yeah. All right. Bye. See ya.